The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this month's edition of the State of the Xbox Empire. Yes, if you check your watches, you will see that it is not the last minute of the month. (laughs) We're actually a little bit ahead of schedule this time, thanks to Mr. Donnie uh, saying, hey, let's do it earlier in the month. So, Donnie, welcome, and thank you for making me do it earlier. (laughs) Greetings, Kooplings. Yeah, so this is just all me. I got to get out of the back half of the month. I've got so many shows like Stadia and DLC pile into the back of the month, and you add in Shaq. I typically try to get at least one PSVG, PSVG in a month, and then, like, you add in this, and it's just, there comes, like, the last couple months has been, like, seven shows in the last week, just mm-hmm. constantly recording. So, real talk for a minute. I remember a time when, before I had kids, and a kid, I should say, kid, plural, she's not pregnant, kid (laughs) singular um (laughs) so before i had a child and my work situation was a little different that i i felt like i could do like eight podcasts a week and be like no big deal yeah and i think we did at one point like you in e3 week we probably had like eight podcasts that we were on but now dude it's a struggle to do one a month like wow real talk no joke because you know with my son um watching him when my wife is working uh and then when we're at home together i want to spend family time together and then there's got to be some times where i play some games because yep. you got to recharge and then it's just non-stop like all this responsibilities i have with with job and everything i have with outside of that and just life gets in the way and it's tough, but hey, monthly we're here at least uh, because Donnie is a taskmaster and gets me to the, gets me to the mic. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we still do it. You know, even if it's monthly, and that's okay. I, I mean, monthly's fine as long as my thing has always been consistency. If we can come up with a consistent release, people will be there for it. You know, yeah. not everything has to be weekly. That's okay. Yeah, and if if we talk weekly too, it's one of those things where we kind of run out of things to talk about every week and you kind of scramble for, okay, what do we talk about or try to get questions and, um, you know, try to do the scenarios, which, you know, kudos to all the shows that are able to do that. It's just, Aww. that's a lot of work. Well, and I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I think this is, this is absolutely something that people already know, but I don't play my Xbox enough. Um, I, I, I don't even know if you play your Xbox enough, I play but Apex, I definitely, and that's all I play. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't play my Xbox enough to to warrant having a weekly opinion on the latest gaming matters, and and I and I think um, I like that. I actually I've said this to Kevin, and I think I said this to you. I like that about our show or this this conversation that you and I have. It's because um, I've been a long I've been a long time Xbox customer, but I've never been like die hard xbox fan you know like Mm -hmm. fan base believe everything they say carry the company motto go forward i've never been that way so i think uh in a lot of ways this is a very different show than like say 
Shack mm-hmm. or PSXP or anything because it's very much like the diehard opinion contrasting with the casual opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I my my love of Xbox has always been Gears and Fable, but at the same time, my love of Xbox One has been Game Pass and savings and sales and all of this new stuff has brought me to it. It's a good contrast. It's a mm-hmm. nice thing. I like it. It's good. It's it's definitely an evolution when you think about it, right? Because it's not necessarily just the games anymore that take you to a place. It is the services. It is. I mean, Game Pass is a legitimate contender reason why uh, someone should own an Xbox. Um, yeah. I mean, being able to play Forza Horizon 4 day one on Game Pass, Gears 5 day one on Game Pass, the next Halo on your new console day one on Game Pass. I mean, it's, it's a great so deal. And like we said a bunch, uh, not to regurgitate something like you just keep saying, but if this gin goes the way that we think it is and it's like a continuation but a new thing, like their their pitch isn't going to be like buy our new $500 box and you get to play this exclusive IP like Horizon. You know, it's, that's not going to be their pitch. Their pitch is going to be buy our new box and be the most powerful box you have and bring it home and ha- download and play 100 games. Like mm-hmm. they're just going to say it's an instant catalog. Just go start playing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be and I, I keep saying it in the world of apple arcade and google pass and like everything is starting to take this game pass route it's getting i mean we even see it with with folks on our team they're saying like i'm gonna have to seriously consider xbox going because it's it's weird it's different Mm -hmm. different's the right word it's different way of thinking uh than we ever have before you buy the box you buy all the games now it's like you buy the box and you don't buy the games you just (laughs) subscribe you just play the games Uh you know i was thinking about this today um I, I, for the record, I, I hung out with Sean Capri today over lunch. So I was driving. I was driving from Nashville. Did he have back a cup of coffee in his hand? No, no. So we were on a timer, man. I had to get, <laughs> I had to get back to pick up my kids in time. So my my son has to be picked up from daycare at six thirty, or it's two dollars a minute after that. Hmm. And like you only have like thirty minutes, or I don't know what happens, but like. <laughs> I, I don't think they would, like, put your kid out or something. He's out on like, the street asking for money. Right. Yeah, I don't know what will happen if you push that limit, but, like, nobody does because it has to be done. They might, they might call the cops or something, to be honest with you. I don't know what they do, hmm. but you've got to pick them up at this point. So, like, I'm having lunch with Sean Capri in Nashville, which is Central Time, mm-hmm. and it's, like, 1.30. It's a good three and a half hours to get to Atlanta. Like, I'm like, we got to go. You know, like, we've got to move. So we're on – anyway, we're on a – on, on, a, on a quick pace back, but I was thinking actually on my way back about uh, Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. It's got the new episode that's coming out, right? And it hit Game Pass. And some of the things I, I think about Game Pass, which we've brought up, but I'm not sure how much we've ever really talked about it. Like, I wonder how much Game Pass is changing people's logic or conditioning people on how they want to buy games. Because we hear from indivel- and we hear from indies that their games sell well or sell more when they're on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe people with Game Pass are talking about it, so people without Game Pass are buying it. Or maybe people with Game Pass find that they like it and they want to add it to their library. Well, we saw the same thing kind of happen with Rocket League. When they had yeah. PS Plus, everybody started talking about it, and then it wasn't on PS Plus, but people were still talking about it and they were buying it. So the sales Absolutely. were you know tremendous because of it. But I was thinking, as somebody who bought Life is Strange 2, mm-hmm. just paid for it, pre-ordered it right out of the gate, didn't bother me at all, and then it gets added to Game Pass before the second episode comes out. Um, I, I, I have no like ill will about supporting that game, but I don't think I'd pre-order the next one, mm-hmm. because now the expectation is there 
that it'll launch into Game Pass. And I wonder what that's like. Because what here's the thing we don't the story that I'm I guess what I'm trying to get to is the story that I'm interested in hearing from as a developer that's not on Game Pass and on the Xbox store. Are they finding any success or is it becoming a thing if you're not on Game Pass, nobody's seeing you because Game Pass is the store? Mm -hmm. Because I wonder, like, I don't ever go into the store anymore. I open the Game Pass app. Mm -hmm. I only go into the store if there's something like I actually... And, and I may even contradict myself just in this one coincidental. Uh, I actually just went and bought a game. And I had to go into the store and go look for it, um, find it, because I read a review and, and, it, and I, I thought I might like it. So I went and purchased it. But, like, that's the first time I've done that in over a year. I never opened the app or the store. And I'm not, I'm not trying to project that on lots of people. Mm -hmm. But you, you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Like, why would you ever pre-order Life is Strange 3? When they just launched all of it directly into Game Pass, wouldn't you just wait or or at least wait for the first one to release and be like, eh, they just launched this one into Game Pass or like, uh, you know, After Party. Mm -hmm. Why would you buy anything from that developer again when they've launched Oxen Free into Game Pass and After Party? Like the expectation is now that, oh, that's a that's a Game Pass game. And you start to get into that. That's a Game Pass game mm -hmm. or better, actually, maybe better example. World War Z, which just came to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. A lot of us said that. I have proof when it was when it was released. A lot of us said we'll wait for it to come to Game Pass <laughs> instead of buying it. And it didn't take long. Because we because we weren't sold on it. That's mm -hmm. another thing. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to purchase that. I don't know if I want to take that leap. But I'm interested. I'd I'd like to play it. So I'll wait. Mm -hmm. And it comes to Game Pass. And we're already planning nights to play. Like, I think Josh and I are going to play tomorrow. I know he and Kyle played yesterday. Kevin's downloading it. So it's 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 changing how people discuss games. And, mm -hmm. we, and we even see that on the sales reports and trying to measure success. It's changing all of that. The Game Pass is changing all of that. And it's going to be interesting to see what Xbox's pitch is for the next box. Now I'm not suggesting that they do this, but like, could you even imagine like if they came out and they were like, the box is four 99, right? If you just want to buy it. Or if you commit to five years of game pass ultimate, it's two 99 99. Could you like, there's something there that you could do because th they're just selling you now a catalog of stuff. They, they tried that with the yeah. 360. They subsidized it if you agreed to, was it three years of Xbox Live or something like that? Um, yep. And they got it for uh, like $200 as opposed to the $400 that was at the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see them doing something like that. But here's here's my thought as you were speaking about that. What's a reason to get you to pre-order Life is Strange Season 3, right? Would be if the developer knows people like you exist that enjoy the content and were happy to pre-order it and have game pass also so what's what's the reason to actually pre-order it and give them your money directly would be if they had like a deluxe edition or a special edition that has yes. additional features so maybe yeah. content or uh soundtracks or something else, yep. else like that that's You're the spot on thing. i would do that because mm -hmm. I, I i bought the special edition for before the storm it's got the little figurines got the soundtrack mm -hmm. i would buy a version of that for physical goods Mm -hmm. That just had the digital edition of the game. I, right. I would absolutely buy that. Now you're you're spot on there. I would do that. I think that's that's got to be the future for these developers. Is 
for a long time when stuff was going into like PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold, people said, "Oh, I want to, I want to be able to pay the developers for these games because I liked it." And you still have the ability to do that with Game Pass. You you can still go and you can actually purchase the purchase the game DLC. at a discount, DLC as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that really. For for people like you who were happy to buy and are happy to with the series and just want to support it, give them that extra little bit when they actually purchase the game. So you have the people, you have the conversation on both sides. People who have Game Pass and are just enjoying the content for what it is, and people who are enjoying the developer and want to support them with the extra things. That's where I think that you you find the differential. That that's where it should go, in my opinion. Do you think it's also probably? maybe a cost savings model in the sense that with game pass subscriptions, I don't know how game pass. I honestly don't know how Xbox gets all these partners. I'm not sure if they pay them for the game or if they pay them based on the amount of it's downloads the game the gets. It's all, well, I mean, I, I don't know how I know it's about the money, but how right. do they get paid based on how much it gets played or do they just get a giant lump sum of money and they get to keep it forever? Is it a, is a per month basis? Like, I don't know how that works. I'm sure right? depending on the developer, like indie developers, uh, it's probably like a per download per. It might even be like played. per game, the Could type be. of game it is single player, you know, it might be upfront versus mm-hmm. something multiplayer, how much activity it's getting. Like something like, um, uh, what was that game that just hit game pass? Uh, the anime game that had all the different characters jump, uh, jump, yeah, force. jump force. Mm-hmm. So something like that, that came out, and you've seen a lot of sales on it, you know, in the recent months. So it's probably not doing as well as the developer wanted it to be. So they added it into Game Pass, and someone like me who's been eyeing it but just never pulled the trigger, I get to play it now. So I'm assuming yep. that they either pay an access fee to that developer and say, hey, we're going to give you X amount of money just to make this available for Game Pass. And then, you know, we're going to also give you X amount of money to how many downloads or how many hours are played for this game because ultimately what xbox wants what any when any console holder wants they want you on their box yeah they want you doing whatever you're doing whether it's playing a game watching a movie whatever they want you using their box to do it because they're their service able, they're able to exactly they charge for the services they they you, you start to think first about okay what's on xbox's movie store you know just to rent because it's convenient um and then also they get to get the data mine you for what your your preferences are and be able to market more directly to you i mean it's all a business play right as long as they're controlling where you're getting it from that's really all they want playstation is the same way nintendo is the same way everybody's the same way yep yep 100 and like with with physical sales and even digital sales at this point because they're trying to keep up with the physical market and use games that there's this giant race to the bottom and I wonder how much Game Pass might be a way of combating that a little bit, giving your 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 game a little more life. Or even maybe after it's raced to the bottom, now getting a little extra money into the devs' hands for putting it on Game Pass. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're seeing a lot of, too, with the bigger third-party things, Dishonored and things. These are games that came out a year plus ago, mm-hmm. two years ago. But you add it into Game Pass and somebody that never wanted to buy that game, which, I mean, studies show most people don't buy games like I buy games. You know, most people buy single-handed amounts of games a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so they may never buy it, but now they may play it and they may buy the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just giving that that project, whether it did well or not, you know, success or failure economically, it's giving it a little more life. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about what Game Pass might be able to do in terms of, 
you know, there's a lot, there's been an ongoing conversation about games are, are too cheap. We should raise the prices of games. And a lot of things, a DLC was a way of not raising the price for the game. And I wonder if game pass is yet another way to not have to raise the price above 60. And you might see more developers supporting something like game pass because in the end, the, at the very end of it all, it's better for their, their bottom line mm-hmm. than, than hurts it. I don't know. It's, it's I, I get all money. I get all philosophical, man, when they're talking about Game Pass. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, that's because it's it's absolutely guaranteed money for the developers. They know exactly how it'll impact their bottom line. You never know how sales of a game are going to hit if they're going to hit the market. If the right influencer or streamer is going to have you know the right thing to say about it that'll get people to buy it. But at the end of the day, if you can sign up with Game Pass or PS Plus or whatever, and say I'll give you this game you'll get this audience directly built in and you'll get a flat fee for it. I mean, it's economics, like you said, at that point. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, another thing that I wanted to say before we get too far out of the gate on the show was I never want to start another Xbox Empire talking about inside Xbox. <laughs> it just puts me on a negative path. Why are you talking about get, it? <laughs> oh, man. I, I love I, I enjoyed our guest quite a bit last month, but I just when I listened back to it. I was like, I was just such an I hater warpath mm-hmm. from the very outs. And I felt that way the entire show. And I think it's just X, inside Xbox, man. It put a bad taste in my mouth. So from henceforth until they change the show format and we'll save that to the end. Henceforth, no more. What is it called? What was it called? I can't remember. Xbox inside Direct. Xbox, <laughs> Xbox Direct. That's what they should call it. Or direct from Xbox. Direct Xbox box box? Because well, it was actually the direct box. Like at one time. <laughs> you know what? I just I just named the next Xbox. The triple Xbox. Ooh. <laughs> Vin Diesel comes out in a car that's in Forza. Has guns. <laughs> I can see it now. The paint jobs for the triple X logo. <laughs> Don Matrix back. Oh no. <laughs> okay anyway off the rails i did want to take a moment donnie to talk about extra life okay yeah yeah so uh this is the last empire before extra life officially happens um the mainstream is going to be november 2nd this year um but my stream dear listener and donnie if you would like to join and see what i'm doing is going to be thursday start my 24 marathon is starting thursday November 7th. Go ahead and write that down. Thursday, <laughs> November 7th. Uh, it's probably going to start about 8 a.m. Central Time is my 24 hour marathon. Um, you can see what goes into picking a date. Um, for me, so for the, the majority of people, are going to be on the second, like I said. It's just usually at that time of year, it's, it's usually the weekend that there's a time change. So mm-hmm. it like falls back an hour to kind of give you a little more time to recoup. Um, so that's usually what it's been in the recent years. For me, that particular weekend didn't work, so I changed it to being Thursday, and because I'm, I'm an old man, I'm going to sleep on that Friday and have that whole <laughs> weekend to like repair myself for Monday again. <laughs> gotcha. So that that's how I choose it, Donnie, because yeah, I'm that old makes sense, and I'm busted. <laughs> no, I'm I'm I uh, of great like admiration for you to do this every year i watch you do this and i usually check in with you like right towards the end see if i'm I'm like (laughs) i have no idea how you do this Mm -hmm. and it sounds like so much fun and then i see you and other folks in the last waning hours and like doesn't look like they're you should do it it'd be fun it's it i so there's a point like in the early morning like 
let's say 4 a.m. starts rolling around and you're just like, ugh, four more hours or whatever it is, popping another energy drink. Um, you you got to like figure out a way to do it. There's like four people watching you and there's the chats like kind of like sleeping as well. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to try to figure out a way to keep up. But this year, at least, I think it'll be easier for me because, you know, every the last few months we've been talking about it, like I, I'll even playing as Apex. Yeah, that game is evergreen and I can sink hours of time into that game and not realize it. So I think like I'll be able to do that. Plus, if I do decently enough in that game and I'm streaming it, I'll be put into the hype zone and hype zone will bring in more people to watch and, you know, more reasons to go there if, if you're in the top three. So sure. there's that other benefit, too. But it is fun. Like, I would like Donnie, possibly even, if you take some time to play through the Gears of War 4 or 5 campaign with me. I might do session. that for sure. I might do that. I'm always down to play some Gears, man. I wish um, I had more friends to play with. Um I don't I I don't like streaming games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like playing games when I'm playing them live. I, I've I've learned that over time. There was a moment in time where I streamed a lot, like somewhat weekly for a little bit and whatnot, and mm-hmm. definitely support Caroline and her her daily streams. I mean, she's on all the time and stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't have that bone to me too much. And and you don't, you know, not everybody does. It's not something that you have to have. Um, but like for me, I don't stream all the time either. Like Caro definitely is like the streamer amongst us. Um, yeah, she she kills it too. She's yeah. good at it. And for me, I only ever do it when it's like extra life or some sort of charity event. Um, I don't stream for myself unless I just want to stream Apex just for fun. Um, but like, I don't ever fancy myself as the streamer guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the setup for it. I don't really want the setup for it. I'm never going to be a pro streamer or anything. So there's no reason for me to get like the green board or all this stuff. Like Sean Capri is crazy. He's got the schedule and everything. He's got lined the up. lights and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's, he's good at it. My, my thing was, I've talked to the, about this with Caroline a little bit. I think maybe even on Shaq. The thing that I think I, I realize is um, you, you have to, I don't want to say you're in character. That makes it sound like you're not being honest or anything with the viewer, but you have to like turn it on mm-hmm. and you know, you've got to be, you know, entertaining and responsive and up for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like week to week, most weeks, I, it takes everything I've got to do the podcast. Oh yeah, and like turn it on and be on for that. And when I play games, it's very the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Like if you couldn't imagine, well, most of the games it, that you like are story type games that you yes. play. Yeah, I don't want to be checking chats or looking at my thing or looking at my my one of the reasons I don't play PC games. I want to be looking at my frames and my internet connection. <laughs> I want to sit down. I want to turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. I want to sit in my chair. Uh, pour myself a drink or have a snack and I want to play the game and it'd be uninterrupted. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just that it's, a, that's my time. It's my veg time. I don't, I don't want to be dealing with other things at the same time. I get, you know, Caroline has always said it's like playing with other people, mm-hmm. you know, it's like co-op. I don't, I've never felt that way. I always feel like I'm playing for other people, mm-hmm. like I'm performing or something. I, you know, so I don't know. Well, there is a little bit of performance to it too, but you know, for me specifically, especially with extra life, I just do it because of the kids. Like, you mm-hmm, know, I just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a time to at least broadcast out there some goodwill, um, to try to, to help the people that need it the most. And like, I yeah, don't care if I get followers out of it or anything. I just, if I get people who see the cause and get involved in some way, that's a mission accomplished as far as I'm concerned. Oh, dude. I, and I do love that 
the gaming echo chamber has this outlet for that. Mm -hmm. I once, um, we had an HR rep that worked in my office for many years. She's since retired, but she used to go around every year getting donations for a charity. And then I believe one year, maybe five or six years ago, I was like, nope, not, not for me this year. And you get that look, Mm -hmm. how dare you? And I was like, wait, no, 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 I'm donating, donating extra life. I'm like, what's that? And I tried to tell them. And the moment you say video games, like, oh, we play video games. They're like, oh, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've actually been uh, quite fond of uh, informing other people of, of this initiative and this thing. And people are always stunned. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like Marathon. Mm-hmm. Play games for days. Just yeah. on in. Just keep going. And raise money. Raise millions of dollars. Like, check it out. It's, a, it's actually a thing. It's a big thing. Extra Life has raised cool. $50, billion, or sorry, $50 million so far. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 100%. So continuing on, uh, Extra Life again this year is in November 2nd for the main weekend. My stream again will begin on the morning of Thursday, November 7th, which is in seven days. So there might be some Mass Effect in there somewhere, you know, uh, if if I choose to bore the folks. (laughs) Some Far Cry 5. Far Cry Five. I don't know. Can I pay you to play games? Like, is there? Can I just make you play what I want you to play? So there is a clause. It's not announced yet, but Donnie, I shall announce it now. If anybody donates fifty dollars, I will play a game for an hour of their choosing. Mm, um, okay. My stipulation originally was Game Pass or a game that I own. Sure. Of so, course. Um, but yes, if if you, if you donate fifty bucks and you send me a message and say. Uh, and the little comment said, "Hey, you know, fifty bucks Dance, for an Bucky. hour. For an Play hour of <laughs> exactly for an hour of uh, uh, what? Uh, what's the game? Life is strange. Just dance. There you go. <laughs> Just dance. <laughs> um, or or the Last of Us or whatever you want me to play. I have the Zelda game." Um, I would, I, would, Zelda game. <laughs> I would play it for for an hour um but to keep things easy i'm kind of sticking to the xbox side so game pass uh that way it's hundreds of games available to choose from uh or if it's a game that i already own um like just give me a couple options and i'll i'll be able to choose one for you sure um so you can find my extra life page if you would like to support uh, or just watch the stream uh, you can do it there it's at extra-life.org slash participant slash n t as in you got it nathan thomas so again extra-life.org slash n t sorry slash participant slash n t uh and you'll find my page there um the goal this year is the same goal it's been for the last five years this is my sixth year doing it uh is a thousand dollars um this this year donnie i should hit ten thousand dollars raised lifetime Wow. Dude, what an incredible feat. So I'm I'm kinda happy about that. You know, it's you just a little be thing. incredibly happy about that. <laughs> but I mean it's it's I'm just being the catalyst for people to show their generosity. It's nothing special that I'm doing. I don't feel it. I'm just giving people an outlet to to say, Yeah, you know, here's a way to support the kids, uh, and a fun way to do it and just kinda of engaging. But don't sell yourself too short, man. You're, you're, you're promoting yourself. You're pushing the message. You're, you're making people aware of the possibility that they can do to support these things. With things, that's, that, that's, that's enough effort in yourself. It's, it's awesome, man. You should be very proud. So thank you. Um, but 
dear listener, if you would like to check it out, please feel free to do so. Uh, you can always send me uh, a message on Twitter, too, if you want to find out more about Extra Life. Um, send me a message to my DMs or just at me, at Voiced by Nathan. So always happy to talk about that, how you can get involved, how you can spread the word, or even shut up your own stream and get involved in the great work. I don't know if it's great work, but it's fun. <laughs> uh, a buddy of mine, actually, uh, is also doing an Extra Life stream this year. Um, let me find his, and I'll plug his as well. Donnie, vamp for a moment, please. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. Uh, let's see. All right, all right. Here, here we go. You want me to fill some, some air? Um, Nathan, I may not be able to support your Extra Life campaign this year because I'm looking to support someone else's extra life campaign. And he knows who he is. I'm just saying, man, take the money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the kids will definitely take the money, Donnie. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm offering the money. He needs to take the money. Uh, He knows who he is. He knows what I'm talking about. And we'll leave it like that. Um... Stupid thing! I gotta log in. Hold Still on. haven't found it. I gotta log in. What a mess, Nathan. This Come is a on. mess. Hey, tell us about our sponsors for this month. <laughs> our sponsors. For our patrons. <laughs> oh yes, of course. We thank our producers, those that help produce this show, over at Patreon.com/psvg. Nathan, be talking about Callow, which I haven't heard from a bit in our Discord. I gotta reach out to Callow this week and say hi. Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris, Devin, Kyle, Benny. Paul Calicote and Joel, the Professor Switch Voss. We added two new members to the PSVG team this week, Delvin Cox and Haley. Haley also joined on the Patreon wagon, which is awesome to see. And uh, we've been cranking out over there. We've got DLC coming out this week, Nathan, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm recording this week, maybe, maybe next week. But it's all about spooky movies. Spooky. It's all about scary movies. Did you know that I might... I could potentially watch 100 scary movies this year. That is um, 99 too many. That's <laughs> even when I even I was charting them. It took me and I, I hit like 80 and I was like, wow, this might be a little too much. It's a little overboard, Donnie. <laughs> um, I know you like the spookies, but what is your favorite spooky? Ooh. Okay, so the issue with that question is just like the video game question is that I have favorites in, in different genres, right? So it's, it's almost like what's my favorite type of scary movie? Um, the answer that I've always said to folks when they ask me my favorite or I don't even know if, it, if I call it my favorite. I just think it might be the best. I think the, the quintessential scary movie, horror movie of all time is The Evil Dead. I think it's absolutely perfect. It's Is that the no, one with... Uh, uh... Bruce. Um, yes. Okay. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, and he did the second one, which is way more funnier than the first one. The first one's actually much more haunting. Both are fantastic in their own rights, but the evil dead, the original and the remake, I actually prefer the remake and a lot of horror folks might cringe about that, but I love the remake. I thought it was amazing. Um, but it's just like a no frills horror movie. And that's why I love it. It's just from start to finish. It just goes, it has its simple plot, it does all of its effects and all of its stuff, and that's what it does. There's no crazy, you know, like a lot of times horror movies, I think, go off the rails. And this thing is, it, it lays the rails. Like, it it <laughs> knows exactly which direction it's going, and it never veers from it. And I think that's why I love it so much. Nice. Yeah. 
So, back on track. The the friend that I wanted to plug, this is his first year doing Extra Life. He he joined um, the, the, the Good for Gaming team, which is the first team that I joined, too. Yeah. Um, is Dan Anthony. He's a, oh, a friend okay, to many yeah. of our shows. Yeah. Um, he is doing his first Extra Life. His goal, I think, is $200 this year. Maybe $300. Sure. Um, and his is extra-life.org slash participant slash Dan. D-A-N. Dan, that's good. That's good URL. I mean, that, that's perfect. Yeah, so, that's good. Uh, if, if you you know want to check out a first-timer, uh, cheer him on for sure because, I mean, it it takes a lot of guts, especially for your first time to, to want to commit to it. I remember when I first did it, I was just like, this isn't going to go anywhere. This isn't going to do anything. And to my surprise, I was able to actually like reach some people and able to, to actually make a little bit of a splash, and that can encourage me to keep on going six years. You know what we should do? This just dawned on me, only because uh, Jason Lacey should know how to do it one time. I actually may have to go ask him how to do it. We should make you a click-through link, man. I don't even know how you, to do that. You can do that. I can make you like psvg.blog slash extra life, and it'll just go to your page. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we should do that. I'm going to look into doing that. And I might have it done by the time this episode goes out. Ooh. It's possible. Well, I would appreciate that, sir. The kids would appreciate it as well. So sure. uh, feel free to watch me lose a ton on Apex, maybe win a couple. Uh, maybe play Gears with Mr. Donnie Reese over here. Do you or, know about Gears? <laughs> uh, or, you know, whatever else happens to be. There's probably going to be some Madden in there. My 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 traditional game that I usually play is Peggle 2. I have no reason why. It's just kind of one of those games where it's a good, good wind-down game at the end of a 24-hour session, just Peggle. Um, why don't we have Peggle on Switch, and why don't we have Peggle 3? Like, I got all the Peggle questions. <laughs> that is a good question, why do you not have Peggle? Yes. I, I can't answer that for you. Uh, is it because Link's Awakening has frame rate issues? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure that's exactly what you would say. <laughs> Switch can't do it, man. Can't handle it. Uh, is Witcher out yet on Switch, by the way? It came out, comes out tomorrow, I think. Okay. I, I, I know how... reviews went up for it today. I have been somewhat disconnected. I have not been playing it yeah. recently from a getaway with the wife, but um, I, I know reviews went out today, so it should probably come out tomorrow or Friday. I'll be curious to see how that one performs on Switch. It's got um, good reviews. I mean, Stellar reviews, the actually. The Witcher is good, so Nines no matter what, eights, it's going to get I've, good reviews. I've seen the comparisons. I've said a lot about it on Shaq. I don't want to bring all that over here to this show, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll have to listen to the Shaq, the most recent episode, right? I keep hearing people are like, it's good, it's good enough, it's not bad. And I look at it, I'm like, I don't know what you guys are seeing, man. This thing looks awful. <laughs> I mean, coming from my perspective as playing it on Xbox One X on a 4K TV, it'll probably look really bad for me. <laughs> I think that's it. It's because I've seen it. I've seen what it looks like on X. Not my favorite game, mm-hmm. but I know what it is. I, I've seen what it looks like. It looks amazing. And I look at it on Switch, I'm like, no. <laughs> I wonder if it's more of a comparison to like uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, which Breath of the Wild has a specific color palette, um, whereas Witcher is more of a realism. Yeah. So it you know, be interesting to kind of see what it does. But sure. the Witcher is, is a fantastic game, by the way. Um, Okay, so Extra Life, thank you for mm-hmm. giving me a moment to talk about that. Um, Donnie, what have you been playing recently? I have been playing a game, or at least the one I've been playing. I've been playing Madden. I've what? been playing Rock Band. Wait, wait, wait. Circle back. You've been playing yeah. the greatest video game of all time, according to the Coach The greatest Mom. video game of all time, Madden 20. Sure. Via EA Access, or did you buy it? Or? Uh, EA Access. We're still in the 10-hour t- the trial. We haven't plowed through that yet but you know my my browns aren't doing as good as a lot of cleveland fans hoped mm-hmm. um i like Baker to say i was out to come all 
I'd like to say I was out in front of that. I've been telling folks all year. I'm like, if they go eight and eight, I'd be like impressed. But well, they've already got a better record than they did like the previous the 10 last seasons. Eight years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, they've been competitive at least. That's or at least all one game. They've been in it. So you can't be too upset, but mm-hmm. they've been in it. Um, but yes. Yeah. We're we're very excited for for Brown stuff when we're following it. So I've been playing it. My son is uh, playing flag football. Mm-hmm. We've been we put him into a flag football league, so he's been learning about it. Since he's been learning, now he wants to play it on Madden. He's trying to do the things he learns. That's cool. Just, he That's tries awesome. to say the things he's picking up That's and awesome. stuff. He's talking smack talk, so he's getting into it. So I've been playing Madden with him, and uh, we've been playing Rock Band. I've been uh, so I mean I beat Gears right, and I haven't had anything to play. That's it. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to Call of Duty, and I'm just playing stuff that I have in my library. So I can't tell you that I have, like, the latest and greatest thing because it's basically I'm waiting until Call of Duty and Star Wars. Are you looking forward to the Outer Worlds at all? I'm going to play it only because I have gear, the, the Game Pass, but I don't know if I'm – I don't know if I'd say I'm looking forward to it. I, I've never liked Fallout. Okay, so you're not really – RPGs like that, like Fallout or um, Oblivion, that Skyrim so, – I played a lot of Skyrim. Okay. And if this game can, if this game will hook me, I'll play it a ton of it. I mean, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's not like a hundred hour RPG from everything that I've read previews about it. Which like, I am also very happy about. Yeah, it's it's attainable. It's just not like mm-hmm. ever ending. That that's nice to know. Um, that that gives me a little more chance of success. If it hooks me, I'll play it. The trailer uh, has a, a really neat charm to it. It that does. I think is is very like it, it tracks me in at least to want to at least see it. I do have it pre-installed via Game Pass already, um, so for when it goes live on October 25th or something like that, uh, I'll be able to play it uh, that day if I can tear myself away from Apex. I think that game will just depend on like just how it feels, like traversal and combat. Mm-hmm. If it can do it for me, I think that's been my issue with with Fallout as, as I've never been into the like the combat system that it has and deploys. The vets. Yeah, when I first saw the trailer, I had major Bioshock vibes, hmm. and if it played like that, I'd 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 play. I'd probably beat it. <laughs> I'd play the game. But Donnie, I've never played Bioshock, and I've owned uh, the 360 and the Xbox One versions. The original Bioshock really got me back on the 360 days. I really really liked it. Bioshock Infinite, I didn't play until this gen, um, which a lot of people may not know, but I never played it until what, what last year. I think I first played it when I was sick. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Love that game. The game was fantastic. So I'd be very, you know, excited to see a new installment in that series. But that's what I was when I first saw the game. That's what the Outer Worlds was giving me. Um, and then to hear everybody keep saying Fallout, I've, I've kind of just been like, well, maybe it's not going to be for me. I'm not really going into it with any expectations. I'm not going to rush to go play it. Yeah. So Call of Duty for me. Um, so I'm just kind of playing some things. I did find a game, though. I came across a tweet where somebody said, I'm having a lot of fun, and a reviewer that i followed for years, I'm having a lot of fun playing this game. It's like Zelda. And like that's all you th- that's all it takes for me to click on a link. I'm like, sure. Is I need to the know Witcher? more about this. No, it's <laughs> called The Witcher. <laughs> it's called A Knight's Tale. Right? Is it, a Knight's Tale? Isn't that the like the that's episodic? The, movie, right? the episodic? No, no, no. It might be a Knight's Quest. I think it's a Knight's Quest. A Knight's Tale was a movie with Heath Ledger. That's it. So I knew it was the it's the it's the it's the non yeah. So it's a Knight's Quest. It's not a tale. I, okay. I was getting confused because when I looked it up, I saw the Heath Ledger movie. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not it. That's a fantastic called, movie though. <laughs> it's called a Knight's Quest, and um, it is like it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a Zelda game. I mean, they're pretty spot on with that. And uh, I've only played the opening 
two or three hours. So I'm pretty, I mean, it just came out. I just bought it. It's $25. So that was the game that you bought on the store. It was the game that I bought on the store. I, I saw it. I saw it in motion. It's from, um, it's from curve digital which did like Hugh and mm-hmm. they've done a lot of things. And I actually really enjoy that publisher. And that was another reason why I, I decided to go buy it. I, um, they've, they've published a lot of games that I've been into over the years, especially, you know, indies on switch and stuff like that. They kind of have a, a style that I like. They did that American fusion, uh, fugitive game, which I wasn't as into, but I still think it was like a pretty solid game. Like it's good at what it does. Um, they did Ollie Ollie was one of the games they published, which I love anyway. Um, the game, plays like a Zelda game. Uh, you have dungeons, you run around, it's a 3D platformer. There's a lot of platforming. You do like wall running and stuff, kind of like uh, Titanfall or uh, maybe more like Darksiders, Darksiders 2. The art style, very reminiscent of uh, Breath of the Wild. Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Uh, yeah, I guess you could see that too. When you get into like the dungeons, you have waterfalls and stuff and like the steam and the smoke come off and like little spiral clouds and stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that's very Wind Waker. Like the environment's very Wind Waker, but the character models are not necessarily cell shaded. They're very much just cartoony. Um, but it reminds me a lot of Wind Waker in the style. And, you know, like uh, the, the writing is one that I think Kevin would enjoy. Uh, the writing is very on the nose and forthright and funny, you know, so... Uh, if, if you read into it, it's not voice acted. You know, it's not like a big production. It's all written. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're very just punny and, um, like I said, on the nose, just in your face kind of um, scary movie-esque or like scream, just very self-aware mm-hmm. of what's going on. You got to go find your shield. You got to go find your sword. You have parry attacks and things like that. And it's it's good. I, I was looking for something and I found it. Um, I, I, I Like I said, I haven't beaten it, so I can't give you like a solid review on the game. I do say like 25 might be at the top end of like what I really like to pay for an indie game. Mm-hmm. But the world is big. So maybe there's just a lot of game here that I've yet to really uncover and unearth. So I like that about it. The frame rate's a little choppy. So just to let, to let everybody know if you're thinking about if what I've said appeals to you at all, just be aware that the frame rate's a little choppy, especially when you get moving you start running and stuff. You, it's more noticeable like that. So maybe they'll patch it up or whatnot. But even as it is, I mean, it's it's fine. It's playable. It's just, it's just a little choppy. It runs a little choppy. Okay. So aside from it being like a Zelda game, Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of having it look and feel. Do you think it was like a? Would you say that Zelda was the inspiration for this game, or do you think that it has? If you weren't excited about Zelda, was there is there another quality about the game that you think would draw people in? So it reminds me most. Uh, that's a fun. That's a really good way of presenting that question. It reminds me actually. It's more of a platformer than a Zelda game. It's got puzzles and it's got dungeons. Maybe they get harder when I get further into the game again i'm very early but so far what i've played has been very straightforward it's not too this is like it's not like it's not at that level it's not where i would take it but the open worldness uh the 3d open area is very reminiscent of like you know donkey kong 64 banjo kazooie like that type of stuff like ukulele um the platforming is is not like precise not like you know like some of these hard platformers that we see yeah it's definitely not like that um, but it's fun. And it, the, the emphasis seems to be much stronger on platforming than combat 
and and puzzles and dungeons and things like that so far. Okay. So I, I think it's more of a, a casual platformer romp type thing. There's boss battles, you know, things like that. But um, I think the platforming is probably first, and I think that probably separates it enough from a Zelda game. You know, I can't, I don't think there's any Zelda game that I go, it's a platformer first. And no, I, I never think of a platformer as yeah, Zelda. This is definitely a platformer first. More be more like a Zelda light, you know, on the back end. So that's pretty good. I, I'm almost uh, done with Ori, by the way. You've you've gone back and almost finished it. I'm playing it on Switch. I have not put it down. I nice. keep playing it. Um, I, I I've been playing it on my lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing. I keep bringing bringing it to the office, and I I haven't quit on it yet. I keep playing it. It's getting good. You'll have to let me know when you beat it. What your I final will. thoughts are. Um, for me, the only thing I've really been playing recently, as you can probably <laughs> guess, is Apex Legends. Um, they have a uh, season three that just started. A new character, Crypto. You can fly around on a drone. And actually, what's really cool about this character, Donnie. I know you don't play this game, but you should at some point at least try it. So this character is pretty cool because his drone... It. Yeah, you don't play it like I play it. <laughs> I know, that's true. My son does, or he did. He, yeah, he, my, all my son's friends fell off of it, too. They stopped playing it. Okay. But they played uh, it for like a solid month. That was all they wanted to play. It was big for when it first came out. This new map is really cool. Um, but Crypto is his his little drone that he has. He can go pick up somebody's um, banner. So when, when a player dies, you can go pick up their banner. So he, he can actually take his drone to go pick up the banner. And he can take his drone and open um, doors and stuff too. So it's really cool, like tactical abilities with him. Um, and if you pair him with a sniper, so if... If crypto's on the field and you have a guy that has a sniper rifle, the drone can like mark people like really nice and so stand up for the snipers. Um, a lot of good tactical abilities there with that. Um, but like I guess it is a new map. There is a train, Donnie, that runs around the map. It's pretty cool. It's got loot on the train. Um, I just <sighs> the new map changes it so much that it like feels like a brand new game. Like it's really like. I'm surprised by it. And so King's Canyon was the first map. They're bringing that back for a a special Halloween event where it'll be like nighttime the entire time. And so it'll be like spooky. You might like that, Donnie. You should go check out the spooky. I love how hard you're trying so hard. (laughs) I'm trying to get you to do like, oh, maybe I'll go plug it. You're never going to play this game. I'm going to. No, I'm never. (laughs) It's never going to happen. I am going to play. Fortnite. I'm all excited about the Fortnite's new stuff. They have the whole black hole and they're launching season two or chapter two or whatever they're calling it. I'm more excited about that. Sorry, man. That's nah, okay. You, you know, you, you can't all be perfect. That's right. Um, so other than that, that's that's all I've been playing recently. But Donnie, I wanted to ask you a question. So looking at Scarlet in the future. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about Game Pass earlier. And what the the play is from Xbox with Game Pass going into the next generation. I think that if they continue with this current structure and they have pretty good third-party releases that are maybe, you know, three or four months old that kind of consistently come in, and their first-party titles from all these new studios that they've acquired are going to be going into Game Pass, they could theoretically, like pretty consistently every other month have a brand new xbox exclusive game into game pass that you pay 60 bucks a month or whatever it is i don't know 
what the pricing is for anymore. <laughs> what is the pricing? It used to be 10 bucks a month, but I think they lowered the cost. Um, but if you take that, you pair it in there, you have a, a one-time annual fee of a game or two. So 60 bucks or 120 bucks if it's that much. Don't you think that that is enough for most gamers to think about, wow, if I go this route, I get all these brand new games and I don't have to actually buy them. I can just download them. I have to go to a store. I can just download them with that whole digital culture. And what's what's the lose scenario? There isn't really one, right? Um, the lose scenario is, is, I think it's just the, the direct comparison to other folks on the market. You know, like I, that's still going to be a challenge for Xbox with Scarlet to get people to switch. Because right now they're they're fighting the uphill battle, and I think Game Pass is a big part of that. You know, I think that offering is a big part of it. But, um... so do you think, Donnie? What they need to do is at next year's E3, they come out with guns blazing. They say, "This is Scarlet. We've acquired all these new studios in the last few years. This this trailer reel is entirely all content coming into Game Pass from our first party studios, and." They have the quad A developers. They have people that are going to be putting great content on the on the system. Sure. Do you think that if they take that approach and just go boom, 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 we're only showing things that are only on our console and only on Game Pass, that that wouldn't move the needle? I I think yeah. It, it, it still trying. I don't want to come off too Homer ish on this. I think that's what people Homer-ish? are looking like, for. Don't. <laughs> I think that's what people are looking for. I think that's what the consumers, what the fans are wanting to see from Xbox. I still think it matters what they're showing. I guess the quality of what they're showing, mm-hmm. right? You can come off and you can show, you know, a bard's tale and and all of these other things, but they're not the same. It's not Spider-Man, you know. It's not The Last of Us. It's not Ghost of Tsushima. Like they they need to start bringing what I th- what I think they need to start bringing new IP. And games that folks equate at that level, mm-hmm. you know, like true system sellers. And I think that's what they're missing. Now, that can they offset it with a barrage of Game Pass stuff and, and just quantity over quality? Maybe. That remains to be seen. I think if if we reset the clocks and all things are equal, if we start over, right, just Xbox One is gone, PlayStation 4 is gone, we start over. Here's all of the Game Pass stuff versus versus Sony's exclusives. I think you have a debate worth having, right? Especially mm-hmm. you start talking about value. We we not, we got to know the the specs. I'm assuming the specs of these next two consoles are going to be very similar, mm-hmm. if not the same. So, I think there's a debate to be had there. But I think Xbox will still be facing an uphill battle until they have something that people perceive as, oh yeah, that's like God of War. You've got to go play that game. Mm-hmm. They haven't had that game this generation at all. And I say that lovingly. I love Gears 4 and Gears 5 and I love Forza Horizon 3. They're just not that they're not that game, you know? They haven't sold 12 million, 15 million. They haven't offset the thing and they haven't, you know, turned the industry upside down. They haven't had that type of impact. Mm-hmm. Now, Maybe if they had sold more Xboxes and had more people play those things, maybe that changes. Because I definitely think, like, Forza Horizon 3, I think it's great. The racing game of this generation, in my opinion. Now, I'm no expert. I haven't played them all. 
but, but I mean, it's definitely the one that I think most people would like go to. If, like when you think racing game, this gin, that's the one that probably pops up in a lot of people's heads first. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they don't have quality. It just feels like they don't have enough of it. And the, the quality that they do have not to bemoan or speak lightly of halo and gears, but it's more halo and gears, right? Like that's the, this isn't new. This is old. Like this has been a thing for years now. But can't the same be said about Uncharted and Mario? You know, yes. it's just the same every time. It's more. Yeah, but the difference between Mario is that Mario is like constantly different. It's always changing. It's always something new. As much as it might feel the same, you know, Mario's never threw his hat and became a Goomba before. You know, like he's never jumped around New York City or anything like that. Like, you know, Mario, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Even Odyssey. I was about to Odyssey. say Sunshine. Mario Odyssey is brand new. It's new for the series. 3D Mario, you know, like these little open arena, open world settings. It's never been done before. So um, they're very different. Whereas Gears feels very much the same. And I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of reviewers say that when these games come out and they get reviewed. And I don't think that's fair to Gears. I don't want Gears to change. I don't want Gears to become a third person you know, adventure game. I want gears to be a corridor shooter. That's why I play gears. That's why I love it. That's what I want it to do. So that's not gears fault. And I don't think gears should have to change. Mm -hmm. I think what needs to happen is we need new IP. That's what needs to happen. We need new IP from new developers that fill in the gaps. And, you know, I'm looking at you, Ninja Theory. Like, we need an exclusive Hellblade level. Hellblade Hellblade is that type of game. Mm -hmm. You know, like Xbox dire just needs a first person single player narrative game so bad you mean third person yeah or whatever but yes they need a single player focused narrative game in whatever perspective you want to put it but that's what they need that badly i think their library is screaming for it they don't have any of it and whereas you know microsoft or sony has 12 of them they have a dozen of those Mm -hmm. so it's a hard contrast whereas it seems like microsoft really thought that we're going to lean into multiplayer games and we're going to lean into, you know, competitive stuff. I don't think that's paid off for them as much as they had hoped. You know, they got shooters and they got racing games. Um, you know, they could get a quality fighter in there, but they need more. They need more, I think, single player solo stuff that appeals to, to that to that market. Yeah. But um, ultimately, I'm very excited to see uh, when we have the details, when we see the tail of the tape. I'm very excited to have those conversations in the discord and on the podcast as to whether or not like, hey. Do you want to go Horizon and Spider-Man or do you want to go, here's a hundred games that you have access to Mm -hmm. (laughs) like right out of the gate. You don't have to pay anything for Cause uh, again, going back to how we kind of open the show, I think it's gonna be weird, man. I'm anticipating buying my Xbox Scarlet and coming home with a box and no games. Mm -hmm. You won't. Yeah. Cause you'll have Halo (laughs) available. Just the game pass. I'm, I'm like, I'm expecting just taking a box out of the box, plugging it in, pairing my controller and playing games. And I mean, has there ever been like a console like that? I'm sure there has, but like a console of that of magnitude like that, it's going to launch like that. Mm-hmm. You just come home and you don't have a game. We've been, we've had consoles that launch with, with a you know, game with a game or have trials and things you can play or, you know, like a PlayStation plus like two or three experimental mm-hmm. demo type thing. No, no, no. This thing, you will come home and plug it in and there will be hundreds of games for you to play. As soon as you plug it in, that's pretty crazy. The PlayStation kind of did that with their instant game library for like Vita um, and stuff yep. like that right away. Uh, PlayStation 3, I think, also had it towards the end of their cycle. Um, so, I mean, it'll be but nice. day one. Yeah, but yeah, day one, exactly. There, there and what do been. we, how do we, 
So if you think about the way the consoles launch, or at least the last, what, say the last two and a half generations, mm -hmm. how do we even know what the launch lineup will be if it includes everything that's come out so far? You if it's backwards, backwards compatible with Xbox One. You know, it's like, what's the launch lineup? You know those lists that IGN used to do, the compares? <laughs> like, here's what PlayStation has. Here's what Xbox has. Here's what Wii U has. And you're like, all right, here, here, here are the launch lineups. I can compare. Well, this one's got 40 games, and this one's got 18, but these 18, like six of them are really good. What is it going to look like on these new consoles? It's just going to be like, yeah, there's thousands of games in the store. Go download mm -hmm. them and play them. I mean, I've always been a proponent of backwards compatibility. And, sure. you know, I think that... Uh, both Sony and Microsoft are, are doing, you know, PS4 are going to play on PS5 and Xbox One is going to play on Scarlet, which is the best move that you can make because presumably we'll see what happened with Xbox One X on all these Xbox One games that'll yep. be even better looking on, on uh, Scarlet. Um, you know, Plus all the, all the the backwards compatible, like the Xbox and Xbox 360 stuff that's unscaled. Yeah, the OG better. stuff, yeah. um, which... I hope that all those backwards compatible games are able to be played on Scarlet 2, like, you know, the original and, and everything that they've already they, announced. Yeah, they'll do that. I, I have no doubt in my mind that that's, that's a part of the core mission now. They're, they're, they're just in PC land now. Yeah. That's all Xbox is doing. That, I, and I think ultimately the point comes because both consoles, because even now with PlayStation Now and stuff, like both consoles are going to have that. So it becomes less about how much content you have, and it's going to become more severely focused on what content you have. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I said it before on the episode, before the last episode. I don't like saying this because I'm not, like, Halo guy, but how important is Halo Infinite right now? It's got to it's gotta do it. It's got to win people over. It's got to do something that people go, okay, I got to buy an Xbox to play this game. Because mm -hmm. um, if they don't, they're fighting an uphill battle. I'm not saying that they – I don't even think it's about, like, winning or losing, but um, it's not about winning or losing or my company is better than your company. What it's about is having Xbox have a healthy share of the market that they can coexist, and I don't think this generation is an example of that. I know Xbox is profitable, and that's good, but I don't think Xbox will continue churning out Xbox if they have, you know, 25% of market share. Mm-hmm. They got to do better than that. So to do better than that, like they really need Halo to hit. They need to come out strong. So to do better than that, do you think if they shift gears a little bit here, if the Project X Cloud hits the way they want it to? Did you see the betas rolling out for that? Betas started rolling out today, and actually there's a video on my phone playing right now of a guy that's playing. Uh, on his Galaxy S10, he captured a video, and it looks it looks fantastic. I'll, oh, that's awesome! I'll you have to send it to me after. I didn't. I checked my email as soon as I saw it, but I, I haven't got anything. Um, which it's only on Android right now, so yeah. invites are rolling out right now for those who uh, signed up for the beta. And it looks it looks really cool with what it is. But if you pair the Scarlet with all the new features and all the the instant catalog of games, and if you get this this suite of games that you can play online. And it works as good as the promise of Stadia. All that as a complete package. That is kind of what the Xbox ecosystem is becoming, right? Sure. You know, it's it's the the play anywhere. Yep. It's the the best place to play with the Scarlet, and it's the um they'll, they'll probably still have an entry console for you know the family room type thing, right? 
So I think that's got to be the 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 end game, if you will, for what they're trying to get at. But do you think that appeals to folks that don't buy a bunch of games or play a bunch of games, like the the general consumer that's going to buy a console and they're probably going to stick with it for five years and they're not buy anything else? I don't think so. You still have to have the game. I don't. I don't think. I, I say this with Stadia stuff all the time, and I know I say it because Stadia Discord. doesn't have the game. Well, sure, but I say this even with Dev. The cloud and like I don't think people care about this. I think diehard cons- like us enthusiasts, we're all about the details. We want to know mm-hmm. all the difference, right? The the average person, they don't, they're not clouding anything. They don't care. There are people out there with Xboxes that don't even know Game Pass is. Like mm-hmm. that's a legit thing. What they care about is the games that they play. And I don't want to be like the podcast. It's like Call of Duty, Madden every year, but the numbers show that these are large Those people games. that play these games, mm-hmm. right? But they play for unexclusive or three mm-hmm. or something, right? The Last of Us, Spider-Man, like a game grabs them and they go. That's where they get compelled and they go, all right, I got to buy something for this. Right. Xbox needs that game. They need those games. It needs to be. It actually needs to be more than a game. Well, so here's the thing. When Xbox One launched, I would argue of the lineup between the PS4 and the Xbox One, that the Xbox One had the better lineup of games. It had that, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, the Rome game. Rise. Rise on the Rome. Fantastic game. Showcased the con, the Connect, um, the, the visuals. And it, it was a decent story. It was a third-person story game, uh, single player. And then Dead Rising 3 launched with the, yep. with the console. Yep. Third-person story game. Yep. There was, there was some co-op there. Uh, and what what PlayStation Four launch with? Rezogun. Well, Rezogun was awesome. <laughs> I mean, they both launched with Call of Duty. Uh, I don't want to. But I'm talking drag exclusive this, sides. Right. I don't want to drag this out too much, but you and I both know that this isn't. This is not even an app comparison. Um, this this comparison is moot. Uh, this 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 tangent, this line of thinking is moot because of the way, the the pretenses in which Xbox One launched. Mm-hmm throws all that the window like they were against it nobody wanted it it was backfired like social media mob mentality xbox is bad playstation is good if you believe in games and you want to buy physical games for the love of god don't support an xbox like that was the motive Mm -hmm. and it took them years to pull out of it now they're out of it so maybe if they were like if we were to flip that script and relaunch again maybe it would be different but back then it wasn't and it didn't matter how good those launch games are going to be it, it didn't matter. Like the 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 juju, the the magic, the the veil that was cast on Xbox at that time. There was nothing they could do. They could have launched Breath of the Wild, and it wouldn't have done a thing for that console in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think now with PlayStation seemingly so squared and ready to combat with its, you know, extremely talented line of developers. Microsoft is at least they have to start making people think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I don't think they have right now. I don't think anybody thinks Microsoft's internal studios are the best video games has to offer. Microsoft has got to get people thinking eh, this is closer than you think. Like, eh, there's some there's some there's some debate here. I don't think that's that's a thing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think like Wasteland and Bleeding Edge and like I don't think that's getting into the Spider-Man conversation. Yeah. I I hope and think that within the next couple of years, we're going to see a couple of really big hits 
from those unannounced games from those new acquired developers. That that's at least my my hope. I think Fable. Right. It's been gone for a while. So if you weren't into Fable, which I don't think a lot of people are, I think Fable's a niche game. It is definitely. Yeah, somebody who is a I would call myself a tried and true Fable consumer. I've never like come across a person in the wild. It's like, oh, I, f- I love Fable. Like that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I'm telling other people about Fable, but I think in a post Witcher world, with if it with the, if it's done correctly, if they could show up with a single player Witcher like Fable game, that's a really good start. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be something to be like, hey, wait a minute, this is a new Microsoft. Look at what they're doing. Um, but it's got to be like that. You know, none of this multiplayer asynchronous tablet thing, none of that, you know, none of this gimmick stuff. Fable is a great IP and it's ripe for a reintroduction or re envisioning like that. And that's what I, that's what I think it should be. I've always thought that that's what Fable should be. Fable mm-hmm. should be a Witcher three Skyrim like experience should be this giant open world that you live in. Mm-hmm. If they do that, they're onto something. Um, I just don't. I don't want to sound so dismissive of Xbox because I, I love them for so many different reasons. You know, I just don't think Sea of Thieves and Stay of Decay and Wasteland are going to get you there. Mm-hmm. And I know those games have found some players, you know, or at least from reports and whatnot. But they're not they're not moving consoles. It doesn't look like right. You know, it's they're not. That's what they need. They need games that make people go buy boxes. And, and they subscribe. need to be. They need to still be the most powerful console next generation out the gate. And it'll be hard if they're not. That'll be a exactly. punch. They also need to be the same price, if not a smidge less, to get that little extra buy-in. Because That's why it, I like the idea of the Game Pass approach. Right. That's so you, a good idea. You take the Game Pass approach. It doesn't cost them anything to give a free six-month trial Game Pass, right? Mm-mm. Put that in the box. You say six months of hundreds of games, most powerful place to play your games. And, you know, even if it's just $15 less than the PlayStation 5, I think that's enough of a of a price point disparity to get people to be like, eh, I'll get this one. It's a little bit cheaper. Why not? And it's the most powerful. But at the same time, consumers are funny because they f- they feel like if you're not paying more for it, it's a lesser experience. Mm-hmm. So maybe the price needs to be the same, you know, as the other one. But those are the two things that have to happen. They have to be the same price or less than PlayStation, and they still have to retain the title of the most powerful console out the gate. I got a few things I want to spin off of here with. Do you think they will wait for PlayStation to announce the launch price before they will? Who knows? Wired's going to have an article in five days about something stupid about PlayStation. So, <laughs> you know, I think it would behoove them to wait. And I don't know how that lines up with their messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think PlayStation will show us their console first. I think Microsoft will wait for E3. I think you're going to get the pricing for both of them at E3. Um, I don't think you're going to get it before then. And Microsoft typically goes the Sunday before. Um, and PlayStation. I think they're going to the set Tuesday. themselves up though. For the same situation as last time, where they they announce the price thinking that they know what the competition's done, they get undercut. That really hurt them. I would expect them to hold. I I, I kind of think they'll just. I think they want to announce it, but if they don't know what PlayStation's doing, I think they'll just hold. So don't they'll just say wait till inside Xbox in 
August. You know how many leaks there are that that we hear as non-industry people. You got to think that between Sony and PlayStation, they have people who are like in the know and that have insider information from the other. Based camp. on what we know, like the boxes are the same thing. Right. <laughs> it's but, the same box. You know <laughs> it. They could be the same hardware specs, but it'll come down to the operating system. And I put my money on Microsoft knowing how to build a better operating system. Do you? Did the I uh, look? All right, I'm uh, I'm very eager to see the new dashboard for the Xbox. I, I've seen it. I know it's been out in preview. I don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. I want it. The Xbox One dashboard operating system is a mess, <laughs> and it has been this entire generation. I'm not talking about UI. Okay, I'm talking because UI is a completely different subject. But like OS, talking about processor utilization, RAM utilization. Okay, those okay, type I of know things. where you're going. Okay, because I got you. Once you take that and build an OS that's light enough to run like a system on a chip, and dedicate all the resources to processing of your your game, instead sure. of having to have processing being sucked away for a, a gigabyte of memory for a Connect, for instance, right, or whatever yeah, that yeah. was. Um, Taking it and dedicating it full in there. The UI, you're right. It wasn't the best, but the new UI that I'm on the preview program, I think, is much improved. Um, it looked great. When I first saw it, I was like, this is this is what they should have been four years ago. This yeah, is much better. Definitely. Um, but that's what, I'm, what I mean when I think that Microsoft would be better on the OS side from the system hardware utilization point of view. It's going to be very interesting. Um, a lot of people are predicting a much slower start to this generation than next in terms of adoption and sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes sense considering it's like a continuation. And there's these, the Pro and the X came out just a couple of years ago. Yeah, so with this continuation model, there's going to be less and less people thinking they need to upgrade. Right. They'll just wait. I mean, and why wouldn't you? Like, outside of being there and being saying that you did it there's no other advantage to to not waiting waiting well, you will save more money you will have more value mm-hmm. you will get more games if you're looking for halo right it's going to be yeah. launching on xbox one and if you have an x it'll be on game pass for you just like it's on yep. scarlet and if if that's the only game that you're looking for and if there's other games that are going to be cross uh, console generations i would like i i'm an early adopter I'm hard to say that I won't buy the new console like day one just because that's me. I got a savings fund. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'll be honest. If there is no real compelling reason to, maybe I'd wait you know, a few months and see if there's a special edition that comes out. Like, ooh, you know, this is cool for, for this new game coming out. Maybe I want that yeah. instead. I do um, like special edition hardware. Yeah, like I love my Scorpio edition Xbox. Yeah. That, that's, that's really cool. Um, there's the Gears Xbox that I think caught your eye. Oh, it's um, so good. There's a lot of these cool additions where it's like if I just buy the standard version, I'm not going to be inclined to buy a limited edition. Mm-hmm. And if I wait around long enough and a big release comes out, or maybe they launch with a, a Halo special edition of the Xbox One Scarlet or whatever they call it, maybe I'll go that route and just want that. So I don't know. L- lots to think about. You know, we have a little over a year before the new consoles. Yep, and all we have is what, Ori? Bleeding Edge and Ori? Coming out between now and then? Yeah. Is Flight Simulator coming out on Xbox One? I think it is. I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, that looks really pretty. I'm not really interested in playing it, but it looks really pretty. I mean, it it looks pretty compelling from 
using the Azure processing, and there's there's another thing Microsoft could use too, is that with this as an example, could you imagine, let's think for a second, Donnie, the technology that they're using with Flight Simulator, pair that with the gameplay of uh, Forza Horizon, and you kind of mix those two together so you have the photorealistic worlds from satellite imagery, and you can go drive by your house in a Forza game, Forza Horizon game, that in itself is a system seller. If you can yeah. legit do that. Forza, Halo, and Fable would be a great start to a new generation. And if they can get five or six indies to exclusively launch in Game Pass for a time period, good ones, good indies, um, that'd be a really, really good start. Mm-hmm. I like what they did last gen. I wouldn't. I know a lot of people have strong thoughts on this. I wouldn't be opposed to them buying an exclusive. I think it'd be a good idea. Go buy one. Go get something from somebody. You know, go hit up Platinum again or something. Or I don't know something. I think that's always smart when you can. Yeah, I mean, but Phil's been pretty vocal. About I know not he, he doesn't it. like it. Yeah, but how much does that hurt him with Destiny and Call of Duty this gen? You know, yeah. I think it's hurt a lot. I think it's hurt the. So with this recent backlash with Call of Duty, I think it's hurt them as a developer a little bit more because of all the people that are you know canceling out their pre-orders. That's true. People seem to kind of be over it or tired of it. Mm-hmm. There seems to be more and more of that. That seems to be growing. I still think it's a vocal minority, mm-hmm. but they're starting to become louder. Um, they're getting sick and tired of this. They're like, like, just sell us the game. Let us choose where to play it. Not you choose where mm-hmm. we will it. That seems to be becoming more and more of a thing. And with the cross play, cross and play else. exactly. That's the whole thing. Let me play wherever I want with whoever I want to play with. Yeah, people are starting to really get behind that message pretty pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Donnie, what else you got for this month? Man, that's it. I I I I, I talked about those in Shack last week. I. I kind of taken off like i've been slacking i've kind of procrastinating about games the last couple weeks i just need to like kind of take a break it's also halloween i've been doing my decorations man i've been watching a bunch of movies i told you i'm almost i've almost watched 100 horror movies i've watched i watched three horror movies on saturday you know it's like i've been just doing non-gaming things so i don't have a whole lot to talk about in that regard um looking forward to call of duty like that's like the next big thing in my mind, Call of Duty and Star Wars. Like I'm very much looking forward to both of those games coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped into Gears 5, tried to play Horde with randoms. It was okay. It's not as fun to play without friends, and I feel bad that we, we can never seem to get a, a group together for anything, let alone you know like Gears, and it like just kind of hurts because I, I really enjoy playing Gears. Um, so I hope more people play it. They definitely more people need to get in there and play it, but maybe I'll try to sponsor a night or something. But I, I would very much like to play Extra Life with you, even if it's a campaign. You are, you're very much welcome. That'd my, be great. my schedule is still open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i got yeah. 24 hours to fill, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Thursday, right? Starts, yeah, it's a Thursday. I'm so it's got to be between, you know, 7.30 and 10.30 <laughs> <laughs> Eastern time. Uh-huh. I'll be on. Send me a message like, hey, you get time? I'm like, sure. Um, That'd be fun. So as Donnie mentioned, uh, obviously Extra Life, I'm going to mention again, extra-life.org slash participant slash NT. Come watch, come donate, come share with your friends, enjoy, uh, help the kids. Um, 
nothing special for me to close it out this month. I, I just think that I'm looking forward to Extra Life, looking forward to uh, the games coming out in November, especially Star Wars for me. Uh, I'm, I might... I might rent Call of Duty to play through it on Extra Life, possibly, uh, just because I'm not into the the multiplayer, but the story mode. Um, sure. But yeah, that, that's that's really all I'm looking forward to. Towards the end of the year is is Star Wars, and then next year I'm looking forward to um, Final Fantasy remake. So be <laughs> it's on PlayStation, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I love FF Seven. So you can follow me on Twitter if you like. Uh, we can talk about Xbox. We can talk about games. We can talk about movies at Voiced by Nathan. And you can find the show at the Xbox Empire. And Mr. Reese, where can they find you? Find me on Xbox and Nintendo and Twitter and everywhere at Playing Nintendo. Ain't no G's. I'm playing Nintendo. Shout out again to Sean Capri. Thanks for hanging out with Donnie, keeping him safe today in the passenger side of your best friend's ride trying to holler at me. Holler Kevin, did you see that? Yes, <laughs> now, Nathan, I'm going to plug you one more time here. If you go to your internet URL browser, browser and you type in HTTP slash or uh, colon slash slash PSVG dot blog slash extra life, that'll get you to Nathan much faster mm. than anything else he just said. <laughs> I like PSVG dot blog slash extra life. That'll do it. Awesome. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This has been for October 2019, the state of the Xbox Empire, and the state of the Xbox has never been stronger. Spooky strong. Spooky. Now do that as the Emperor. Spooky. There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. I don't know if this is still recording or not, but enjoy if that was on there. I was recording, at least on my end. <laughs> Stop recording. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.